Hello and welcome to the Impact in Tech podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Giudici, and today I'm super excited to introduce you Fabio Scacciavillani. Uh, he's a partner of Golden Eagle, and he's the former chief strategist and member of the investment committee at the Oman Investment Fund. Amazing. Uh, he's uh, an economist and asset manager with 35 years international experience in macroeconomic and forecasting, financial strategies, and industry analysis. Wow, an amazing <laughs> curriculum. Fabio, <laughs> welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, I've been an economist all my life, all my professional life, of course. Uh, I have a PhD from the University of Chicago, and I also work in uh, public institutions such as uh, the International Monetary Fund, and uh, the European Central Bank when uh, <laughs> the euro started. So I was uh, there in the pioneering phase of the <laughs> new currency. Wow, <laughs> that's really great. I mean, you must have so much experience and I can't wait to ask you. I have a huge list of questions for you today. <laughs> I'll be glad to answer all of them. So let's start from the beginning. Uh, well, if you'd like to tell us just a little bit more uh, about you and, and your background, you already said something, but I really would like to know uh, much more <laughs> about you. Okay, so um, I have uh, dealt with both theoretical and practical issues. That's an unusual combination. I want to say that it's unique, but uh, most often economists tend to uh, either be on the academic side or on the market side. Uh, I've had uh, experiences in uh, policy making because at the IMF you <laughs> get your you get your hands dirty uh, dealing with crisis or with uh, economic policy discussions. Uh, pretty much all, ar all around the world. I worked in countries like Turkey, Israel, Cape Verde, Sudan, Spain. Um, so you get a sense of what's going on, not only in one or few areas, not in one or few countries, but uh, uh, you have a broader picture. Uh, then uh, I moved to the private sector. I worked in Goldman Sachs uh, as an economist, and there I had a chance of dealing with asset managers uh, from institutions like Fidelity, uh, BlackRock, uh, or sovereign wealth funds like Temasek in Singapore, or even central banks which manage their reserves. Uh, and then I moved to the uh, Arabian Peninsula to work first in Qatar, then in Dubai. And um, my last stint there was in Oman, as you said, in the position uh, of chief strategist and chief economist for their sovereign wealth fund, which is called, which was called now, that's been consolidated, but at the time was called Oman Investment Fund. Uh, and so I have dealt with real issues like investment uh, in uh, companies or in assets, 
from the uh, United States to uh, Australia, from Denmark uh, to Saudi Arabia, from Turkey to Italy. And um, in particular at the Oman Investment Fund, uh, at some point the Sultan gave us the uh, mandate to look at what we would call now impact investment specifically within the borders of the Sultanate. So we had to develop new avenues uh, for the Omani economies. And we did it in uh, various areas uh, from antimony smelter to aquaculture uh, to pharmaceutical uh, companies uh, to agricultural uh, projects, uh, broadband uh, uh, improvement for uh, to, to, to close the digital divide and so on and so forth. So now that uh, impact investment has become more fashionable, um, I am in the process of raising funds uh, for a new initiative, uh, which will be based in Luxembourg, but which will target uh, pretty much all of the European Union uh, countries with particular emphasis in Italy, which is my home country. As you can <laughs> of course, of course. From my <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm Italian too, so <laughs> I'm more than happy to hear that uh, there are going to be some heavy investments in impact in Italy as well. Mm. So th this is a pretty good news. <laughs> and well, um, it was really um, fascinating when, when we talked a little bit uh, in the last few days before the interview, um, really about the, the difference uh, between, uh, for example, VCs that invested in startups and uh, more kind of institutional funds that uh, invest in infrastructures, invest uh, in impact, but in a different, in, in a very different way at the end of the day. And uh, so I, I'm not really, um, I do not have these expertise because my expertise in, in, is in startup, it's in tech and in, it's in this kind of field. So I was so interested in your experience. I mean, 35 year, years of experience uh, in that. Uh, and, and I really would like to, to understand this difference and to understand how do you see impact investment uh, in this kind of funds uh, and uh, uh, what are you looking uh, when you want to do an investment and uh, more in, again, infrastructure or, or a company that uh, can make an impact in a different way. But I, I want to hear from you. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the uh, impact investment is much more complicated than the, uh, I would say, plain vanilla VC investing or private equity investing. Uh, and I will get there in a, in a, in a second. But... Uh, we need to start from the notion of risk uh, because obviously uh, the risk profile of investment in venture capital or private equity is completely different. Therefore, the risk management approach 
you need to adopt is different. When you invest in venture capital, you know that a substantial number of investments will not succeed. So sure. you, have, you have to hope that one or two, three out of 10 will really make it big to compensate it for the loss of the other uh, seven or eight or the non-spectacular performance of the rest. Uh, therefore, you have to uh, build a portfolio extremely diversified. You cannot hope to make it big by choosing two or three um, uh, operations. In private equity, the reason being that you don't have a track record. So you bet on the future without the guidance of the past. Yeah. Yeah, of course. In private equity, you have a track record of the company. So you can more <laughs> uh, rationally uh, make the decision because you see how the company has performed, what the, how good is the management team or how bad it is in case you are involved in turnaround funds. So this kind of approach matters also for impact investment. Uh, and sometimes people don't understand that. They don't see the difference between venture capital risk and private equity risk. In impact investment, and this is the important part, uh, you have a dual objective, financial returns and social returns. Okay? So you want to make money, and in making money, you want to do some good for the planet, for society, for the underprivileged, for certain uh, groups of people, for certain stakeholders. Now, measuring financial returns, it's easy. You see it yeah. from your... <laughs> <laughs> you can lie about these numbers. I mean, you can lie, but it's, it's easy to control. <laughs> it's easy to control. If you have good accountants or uh, you know, a good CFO. How to measure the impact is a totally different story. Uh, so, first of all, it's costly because you have to uh, get data, produce data. For example, if you want to um, uh, improve the conditions of the workers in the company where you invest, it could be just the salary. You say, okay, I raise the salary by, I don't know, 10%. Certainly, <laughs> workers will be happy about it. But it might be something different. For example, uh, childcare. For example, more balanced work-life uh, 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 Diversity, for example. Diversity. Inclusion of disabled people gender uh, equality, 
gender, not only male, female, but, you know, we are in a world where the fluid gender is becoming more of a concern. So for all these objectives, you need to get data. Maybe you want to do a survey of uh, the workforce. Uh, you want to measure the improvement for one, from one year to another. So you have to devote resources to that. And uh, uh, in general, gathering data, analyzing data, verifying where uh, improvement can be made, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, is more costly and requires people, professionals, devoted to that task assigned to that task. Um, in sure. to achieve that, there are you, you need to set up a framework. Okay. So you want to uh, first of all define a threshold, then see how your objective can reach how your actions to be more precise, can help to reach that threshold. Uh, how uh, you will intervene if thing, something goes wrong. So what are the risks? How do you manage the risk? And so on and so forth. So you need um, a structured approach to impact investment. And that is something that people don't often understand. So they think, oh yeah, we invest here and we'll do some good. We will put uh, a, uh, a 10 uh, photovoltaic panels on the roof and that's it. That yeah, is yeah, yeah. investment. <laughs> there is a, a lot of discussion around what is impact, what is not, what is ESG today, uh, what is greenwash and what is not. So there is a lot of, uh, a lot of discussion uh, around this topic these days. So um, I think it's, it's nice to hear from you how this distinction, especially in institutional funds, uh, more traditional funds are uh, really based on criteria and probably, I mean, you would refer uh, of ESG criteria uh, mainly. No, but sometimes you, there are some aspects that are almost comical. No, yeah, you see companies that claim to be ESG because they have changed in the cafeteria or in the meeting room uh, plastic bottles with glass bottles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not joking. No. <laughs> or because they, I don't know, uh, they have decided to use biodegradable uh, detergents in, um, uh, in cleaning up the, the offices. No, that's, I mean, you, you, you can be happy with that. Uh, in impact investment, you have to set targets and they must be measurable targets and, and you have to demonstrate that you have achieved those targets and if you have not why you haven't what has been the what was the reason why targets were, were not achieved and take corrective measures that's absolutely bulk 
The know? bolt, yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, in uh, one of the other things that uh, that was really interesting to me that is that in one of our uh, conversation you said uh, something like uh, you want to invest in the uh, in the improvement, so in in the gap. That yeah. the com the the company or the business is uh, uh, at a certain uh, situation right now, but you want to improve this situation in an impactful way, and so you would like to invest in this gap. But you need to be sure that this gap is reached. Absolutely. So it, it, the result of your investment, if you are an investment impact investment fund, must be incremental. Is if you invest in, say, a windmill, no? uh, in a, uh, or in, in general, in renewable research, in a renewable uh, energy projects, that's not impact investment. Because it's obvious that if you invest in <laughs> renewable energies, no, you do something that is related to decarbonization, uh, ecological transition, and so on and so forth. Your investment must lead to an increment of what was done before you invest. So it can just be business as usual. Impact investment means a jolt of energy, a jolt of awareness to improve things or to reduce harm. So, for example, if you invest in a hotel, uh, you can say that, you can set as objective that within three years, 20% of the workforce will be um, made up of disabled people or maybe underprivileged people or people with um, you know, some uh, problems of various nature. Or you can say we will uh, use renewable energies for, I don't know, uh, the building, the swimming pool uh, and whatever else. These things would have not would have not taken place if the impact investment fund had not taken a stake in the hotel. Okay. okay. You have to measure after three years if 20% of the workforce is actually uh, composed of people with certain uh, characteristics that you have predefined. So uh, in this case, it's not about the business model that make an impact, but it's the improvement inside the company that mm -hmm. make an impact in the community. And <laughs> so you measure the impact that the company can make in the community and you mm -hmm. fund this improvement uh, yeah. uh, through your fund. Yeah. That's, that's the idea. That's the idea. Or if, you, uh, if community is too general, uh, you can say improve of certain stakeholders, okay? And the stakeholders can be, in the case of the hotel, clients, 
to make life more you know, enjoyable or easier for clients. Uh, stakeholders can be workers. Okay. Stakeholders can be the planet if you use renewable energies where you were using non-renewable energy before. So in deciding whether to invest in a project or in a company, uh, in a startup, you have to predefine what you want to achieve, who and what means within, let's say, the sustainable development goals, what area you want to cover, who will be the beneficiary of your investment. So you have to ask, you have to verify whether the stakeholders will see their lives improved. Yeah. And then you have to assign resources because that's the other thing. So impact investment is more costly, more difficult, requires professional with very clearly defined skills uh, with a certain sensitivity. So these skills are uh, not in great supply. No, especially now. I mean, uh, the the sector is basically defining itself in these last few years. So uh, we are seeing a lot of new uh, new roles coming up, a lot of new, uh, well, also university studies and, and all these things, but it, it's relatively new. Uh, even if a lot of people think that, uh, I mean, impact, social impact has been there for a very long time. Uh, but the truth is that uh, be there and, and really have a definition and a growth uh, in a, uh, in, of an industry, it's a completely two different things. Uh, and, um, and again, I think also there are still a bit of confusion and maybe stigmatized uh, about uh, charity and philanthropy, and what is really impact investing? What is your point of view on this topic? Yeah, on this topic, which is, you know, this is a very important question, there are social objectives that should not be part of what we call impact investment. In other words, programs for the uh, ex-convicts these should be public programs or should be taken up by charities because these kind of programs don't yield a financial return. So these are specifically you know, uh, within the uh, public policy domain. Impact investment means that you use private sector tools financial investment tools to improve society, to improve livelihoods. So you should operate, you should target areas which are not covered by public programs. You don't want to enter in into a competition with public institutions. That's not impact investment. It could be philanthropy, it could be charity, for sure. Uh, but it is not exactly 
within the definition, or at least by definition, I would say that it's a fairly, uh, you know, widely accepted definition of impact investment. And in fact, the the uh, this borderline, this blurred borderline, sometimes is uh, not clear. And uh, you have, I don't know, in Italy, banking um, found, bank foundation uh, that invest in these uh, social programs, hoping to make money, and then they lose money. And they say, ah, but we've lost money. Of course, because that is charity. It's not investment. So charity means you devote a certain uh, fraction of your wealth uh, to distribute in various forms to needy people. But that doesn't mean that you will make a return out of that. Actually, you will not make a return. And so that's another, that's you know, a point that I would like to stress because sometimes it's not clear. Oh, yeah, yeah, invest in, in a hospital, no? which obviously makes, <laughs> you know, tries to make life better for uh, its patients. But the hospital either is run as a private institution, as a private company, or is run as, I don't know, a public entity, uh, which, for example, uh, treats mental illness. No. So the, 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 the two cases need to be distinguished. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you want to be you know, a real impact investment professional, you cannot confuse the two. Yeah, and I mean, I think the uh, one probably one of the uh, of the things that uh, it's a little bit a setback for impact investing. Uh, it's really this uh, this point, which is not always clear for traditional investors that they can make money by making good, but it is an investment. It's not charity, and and it can, it can be uh, again in different ways. It can be, uh, for example, in more. Uh, traditional uh, funds uh, that that work uh, in a way that you described it can be uh, in uh, in different way again it can be uh, in a VCs that uh, invest in a business model that make an impact so it can be a various way uh, but the point is uh, for me that this is an investment so <laughs> it, it's uh, it's in a definition itself so it, mm -hmm. it's not a charity you are must expect to have a return of your investment and um and for me this is the key because uh, if you get a return well again nothing against charity amazing no, 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 no. Charity, it, it, everything it, it, is good it, it's fine uh, but if you make an impact by impact investing impact investing it means that you get returns and it means that you can invest again and you can multiply your impact by doing so uh, so it, for me it's it's really a game changer uh, and and this is the way we can achieve all the sdgs goals mm -hmm. and uh, and go further uh, to this route so um once again uh the measurement, I want to come back a little bit to this point, is uh, a really huge pain point for all the investors. And I think especially for funds that um, 
have, you know, if you are a, a business angel, uh, you can check yourself, you can be disappointed or not, but that's it. If you are a, a fund, if you are an institution, uh, you have someone else <laughs> that is not happy <laughs> with the results and it's not happy if you are not uh, in control of the situation. Uh, so what do you think could be, um, well, a solution if you have one uh, to have uh, this situation uh, under control or you can I don't know uh, have more uh, people that check things what, what's what you're thinking about no, that the, the, uh, uh, as I said before the essence of impact investment vis-a-vis uh, ESG is the measurement of the results those results will be tied to the performance fee or the carried interest. In other words, when you make an investment, let's take the hotel, the example of the hotel I made before. You say, I will reach 20% of the workforce covered by uh, disabled, okay? If you don't reach that target, your performance fee will be cut. So that's why it's important to set the goal, define the measurement tool, verify whether the objectives have been achieved, and pay the fund manager or the management of the company actually both, uh, only if those objectives have been achieved. That's the way in which angels, uh, investors, uh, funds can have uh, a leverage, can exert a leverage on the uh, fund manager and uh, company managers to make sure they to make sure to uh, induce them uh, to act in such a way that the objectives will be reached. And that is key. So impact investment means that people in charge will be measured, will their performance will be judged based on financial returns and social objectives goals. And you can design all sorts of uh, arrangements. For example, you can be extremely uh, drastic and say, either you reach, either you don't get the performance fee. Or you can say your, the performance fee will be uh, uh, a function, you know, will be proportional to the achievement of certain objectives. But this element, okay, must be present. This accountability is the key to impact investment. 
And yeah, uh, I mean, this is uh, absolutely a great point. Um, I'm seeing uh, in the news uh, latest, uh, I will say in the last few months, especially a lot of huge uh, corporates and company that are link linking uh, the, um, uh, well, the performance fee uh, of their managers uh, and directors to, uh, to the uh, ESG's results. So um, absolutely, it's, I, I think it's a huge trend right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. um, and and it's really interesting that uh, then again uh, also uh, funds uh, and uh, and investment huge investors can in some way also um, leverage uh, these uh, these things and uh, basing the investment on for example this condition. So if this condition is not met, you can say I'm not investing, and this is huge huge leverage. As always, money is the king, so <laughs> we <laughs> can hide <laughs> behind nothing. It, it, it is what it is, so it's a huge oh. leverage. By the way, this is the clear distinction that the European Commission has made in their uh, regulation uh, between what we call uh, Article 8 and Article 9 institutions. Article 8 are funds, ESG funds, that have some social goals that pursue certain uh, objectives uh, uh, for general interest. But Article 9 institutional, the real impact investment, must link uh, the remuneration of managers to the impact investment goals, predefined. Really fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then again, uh, we are seeing a lot of changes in, in a span of a very few months uh, mm -hmm. in how to deal with uh, with all these uh, new, I would say, well, how to deal with this new industry, basically, because before that, it wasn't really regulated. So they are starting to regulate it basically right now all this um something was there but not as specific as it is uh in this uh, latest latest months uh, do you think uh well what are, how do you see this improvement uh, are we going in the right directions uh do we need a lot of more uh what will be the future <laughs> let's say the, the the framework is in place <laughs> now we need the money <laughs> because that's the <laughs> that's the <laughs> real issue. Because for all the lip service paid to impact investment and improvement and stakeholders and so on and so forth, when you go out and try to raise funds. The response is always very cool. Uh, we don't know, we're looking into it, but uh, we haven't made a decision. Uh, oh, we have so many requests. Uh, oh, but um, uh, tomorrow uh, we're going on vacation and we'll come back <laughs> in six months. <laughs> so bear with us. No, so uh, what I'm trying to say is that there is substantial supply in the impact investment uh, area. There is not much demand 
uh, on part of uh, funds, institutions, pension funds, uh, family office for this kind of investment, or at least the, the um, situation is in a flux. And uh, at least in Europe, we don't see a huge shift towards impact investment yet. We'll see in, in the future, but uh, uh, probably if the, the, the uh, initiatives, the, the few initiatives that have been launched will turn out to be successful, probably you know, success is time, the attractor. Yeah. For, uh, for money <laughs> yeah that, that's for sure that's for sure it takes time of course uh build the funds it's not not the easiest things to do mm-hmm. and maybe uh i mean um it it could i i saw uh especially around uh esg funds uh a bit of scares since the uh the russia wars happened with all the consequence of that because many uh many esg funds at the end of the day had to retreat from uh from huge investments uh so uh, maybe it's also that people are saying okay I don't know what is happening right now. <laughs> uh, what happens if we invest in something that uh, maybe it's in an authoritarian uh, government's uh, country and then something like that happened? Um, I think this last few months was quite a, uh, well, a road bump <laughs> with a lot, of, uh, a lot of problems around this. Um, but I mean... It wasn't just ESG, it was in general all the market. But probably ESG took uh, a huge uh, part of the blame uh, in, this, in this situation. I don't know uh, what's your opinion in this, uh, in this front. It's hard to say. We live in um, unusual times. In other words, uh, we, uh, we're, we're coming out of a pandemic uh which was yeah. uh, uh, definitely a huge shock and immediately after we have at least in europe i don't know in other parts of the world how uh, seriously it is perceived but at least in europe and in the us to some extent uh, we are involved in a war in a major war uh, the first in uh, 70 years uh, therefore uh, people, investors tend to be prudent, tend to wait until uh, <laughs> the situation uh, stabilizes and the visibility over the future improves. Um, that being said, I would say that uh, most investments most projects are not necessarily impacted by uh, the, the, the war in Ukraine. Uh, so actually, uh, this might be a good time to uh, make a decision because the uh, in a few months, one way or the other, uh, the, the situation, the war, let's say, will uh, end. Uh, and therefore, at that point, those who have made decisions early enough or in a timely fashion will be best prepared or in the best position 
can take advantage of the uh, rebound. Of the rebound. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's probably, but uh, this is just uh, an opinion that um, because, um, well, all the, you know, renewable energy and all this stuff make uh, a lot of headlines uh, more than, than all the other impact investment that make a lot of impact uh, mm -hmm. anyways. Um, all this, this whole situation with Russia uh, was, again, uh, went more into the direction of blaming all these uh, uh, ESG and all this stuff. Uh, but I mean, it doesn't help uh, <laughs> the, the advocate for impact investment, uh, especially because uh, probably most of the of the people in the world think when they think about impact investing, they just think about climate uh, and climate change. And they think more about environment and they didn't realize that impact investment, it's around world uh, in the SDGs. Uh, <laughs> Climate action is just the 13 of the SDGs. It's not the first one. Uh, so if you think about, uh, this is maybe also one of the, of the topic uh, that, that it's kind of hard to change in the mind of investors. Uh, you see, sometimes uh, even in the investment uh, world, in the financial uh, sector, you have fads. Okay, uh, so now the renewable is the predominant uh, uh, target, but you have education, technology, food security. Uh, there are a number of other objectives uh, that are equally urgent and that is uh, and that receive less attention, you know, especially, you know, technology for the improvement of people, uh, telemedicine, for example. Uh, at some point, it was fashionable uh, biotechnology because of the vaccine research into, uh, you know, all sorts of uh, uh, areas which were one way or the other linked to the pandemics. Now, that seems to be out of fashion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> often it's the media frenzy that drives the uh, investment decision. It, that shouldn't be the case because in the financial sector, you need professional, <laughs> you know, maintain a rational approach to uh, investment, not... Uh, you know, we are not in the entertainment business uh, where, you know, the latest charts uh, determine the success uh, of this artist or uh, that other band. Um, the yeah, that's, that's for sure. Thing, yeah, no, it's important <laughs> then to uh, be aware 360 degrees that there are opportunities, uh, needs, uh, solutions in a number of sectors, in a number of countries, uh, and you know, technology, you, you're specialized in, uh, in this <laughs> field, so uh, technology offers uh, uh, 
huge opportunity to improve lives. For example, I have a, a company that we're, we're following that has a self-driving um, uh, yeah, wheelchair. Wheelchair, amazing. Wheelchair. So you can uh, check in at the airport, sit on that chair, and it will take you to the gate. Uh, if you're in a hospital, it will take you to uh, the x-ray section or where you need to take the electrocardio. You don't have, you know, you don't need a nurse to, uh, to do that. In uh, retirement homes, you know, that chair can take people to the, um, I don't know, uh, the communal area and to socialize exactly for, <laughs> to, 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 to the um, uh, cafeteria or yes. simply to see uh, a friend of yours without having uh, to call uh, a nurse that might be doing something more urgent, more important, might be on leave, might be on uh, uh, oh, simple, uh, there, there may be not be enough people exactly yeah. which is uh, one of the yeah. huge problem right now especially exactly. in uh, in this exactly. area in the healthcare area amazing uh, you don't want nurse to do that menial job you want to be devoted to things that are uh, where their professional skills can be uh, used more uh, uh, sensibly and so this this kind of technology will improve lives, will reduce the cost of uh, uh, giving care. Uh, you don't have to wait for the end of the war in Ukraine to invest in this kind of ventures. Absolutely, absolutely. You, <laughs> you know, I really believe in, uh, uh, well, of course, in impact, but in, in tech especially, because it's a huge accelerator. And uh, <laughs> as I always say, it's not uh, good or bad. It's how do you use it? And uh, everything you do with technology, it's accelerate anyway. So why don't use it for good? And your example, it's amazing. Uh, I think uh, we, well, we can, we can really look forward to invest in all this uh, amazing company. And as you said, we don't need to wait uh, to, uh, well, something change in the world to, to take this action uh, right now. Um, so um, just um, one last question, <laughs> and it's very important, how we can get in contact with you. <laughs> ah, you see. <laughs> <laughs> it's very easy because I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, so you can write me, you can contact me through the social uh, networks, or you can write me. Uh, I have a private email, which is uh, fabio.scacciavillani at gmail.com. So my first name dot my last name at gmail.com or my work email which is fs so my initials at g e c a like golden eagle capital advisors dash us.com i hope it's uh, <laughs> it's clear yeah. enough 
Yeah, we are going to well, we are going to share it under the the, okay. the podcast as well. So no Perfect. worries about that. <laughs> uh, yes. But if you Google my last name on uh, my last name, my first and last name, uh, you'll find uh, more information that you will ever need. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure about that. You have an amazing career. And uh, well, um, for me, it was really interesting because, uh, you know, I've uh, interviewed a lot of people I've met with a lot of investors and um, it was mainly in the, again, in the startup world, in the VC world and have this perspective uh, of um, more institutional funds, how they work, how they think. I think it's really, really important for both investors and, and founders and business that want to, um, well, to be part of this impact revolution and, and maybe we be part uh, uh, with the, with this revolution with you. <laughs> so uh, it, it was really, really great to hear from firsthand uh, from someone that is in this area for so many years and know exactly how this world uh, works. Uh, and then again, it's really important that um, investors, uh, founders, uh, leaders in, in impact understand the difference and, uh, and the different way that you can do impact, invest in impact or make an impact. Uh, so amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. And um, I'm sure we are going to talk again soon <laughs> with more questions. And, uh, um, and then again, uh, thank you so much. Uh, many thanks to you, and uh, anytime uh, you want me to be on your podcast, I'll be more than happy. Uh, people who want to contact me are welcome. Uh, I have also a YouTube channel, but unfortunately it's in Italian, uh, with another investor, uh, which is called Inglorious Globe. Bastards. So to, <laughs> to stress that's a nice one. <laughs> we are a global. Uh, we have a global approach, uh, and so we speak about uh, everything under the sun. But unfortunately, in, in, in Italian. So for the Italian-speaking crowd, uh, please visit us. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and uh, and for the English crowd. They have your content and they absolutely. can write to you in English. It's fine. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so that would be great. <laughs> absolutely. Anytime. Thank you again. And I'll see you soon and talk soon. <laughs> thanks once again. And thanks to all those who have been so patient <laughs> to watch this uh, until the end. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, I really hope you enjoyed this interview. If you did, go to newsletter.impactintech.org and subscribe to our updates and videos. Spread the voice of Impact in Tech, be part of the community. Let's make an impact together every day as we build up the Impact Nation.